If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this evening we are welcoming back a guest who has starred in a film that is calling attention to a very serious problem in our country and other parts of the world. It is a film about an eating disorder called anorexia nervosa. And this film is gaining a lot of momentum and causing a lot of attention to happen. To center on this particularly difficult condition. The starring role features a former guest who's back to talk about this serious film. Please welcome the one and the only and the astounding Sarah Herring. Thank Thank you so much. For having me. Uh, not a problem, darling. How you been? It's been crazy, but it's been all right. It's been real. Okay, cool. So, I want to talk to you about this film because um, this one has caught my attention. And we talked about it on our last program that I had with you a couple of months ago, but now this sector is really getting talked about, and I really like what you've done with it. So the name of it is called The Perfect Figure, okay? And I know it centers around the condition of anorexia nervosa, but what is it really about? Can you tell me a little bit about this film in terms of the main character? It's about a a girl, um, a young woman, who um, she fights her body image and what she thinks should be um, her perfect figure. I should say she fights with her body image and what she thinks should be a perfect figure based on things that she sees on the media. And we all know that most of that is photoshopped and edited and most of that isn't real anyway. And mm-hmm. she's going after looking like the hottest Instagram model there is. And she looks even better than the pictures that she sees, but she doesn't believe that she does. She thinks that she's she's that, and she's not. And it's it's about her fighting an emotional battle within herself about looking well, perfect, and not realizing 
understanding or believing the people around her who tell her and look fine, that she looks great, that she looks perfect already. And basically working on killing herself slowly. And that's a part of anorexia that a lot of people, it, it, that's a fact about anorexia that a lot of people overlook. Um, a lot of people are very uninformed about the realism of anorexia. Wonderful. Well, well, I'm glad that you uh, you have been calling attention to this problem, and the reason why is because some, some of my favorite people have been suffering from eating disorders, including, of course, the late Amy Winehouse, but even before then, her predecessor was Karen Carpenter, and she was the one who passed away in 1983 from anorexia nervosa. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with who she is, she was a part of the duo of the Carpenters. They were a brother and sister band who had written, who had written and performed songs along, um, along the way between the, um, the mid-70s going into the 80s, and they were absolutely amazing. She had an astounding and absolutely beautiful voice that was haunting, and um, she was also battling the same types of things that your character in the film was battling as well with, with body image and looking perfect and all of that. So we have our director of this film who has been um, who's been very active and instrumental in promoting it, and, and I like what he's done. He's quite the filmmaker, and I don't know how the two of you got together, but I want to learn about that. So, But I want to send a shout-out to Mr. Jason Chilado. Thank you so much for participating and promoting the podcast this evening, man. I know you're listening in. So tell me a little bit about your director here. How did you oh, get to work with him? Well, he's uh, one of my closest friends, actually, and we met um, when I was working for Salt Lake Community College um, in Salt Lake City, we um, I, I needed someone to open the custodial closet for me, and he was the only one who offered me his number so that I wouldn't have to try to find him in the building that he was assigned to. He's um, he he was. His job was to clean, I think, probably the biggest building on campus, and my job was a floater. I basically cleaned whatever building needed to be cleaned at the time, and um, I was in his building a few times, and we talked on and off a couple of times, but it wasn't until we started um, texting and he started asking me more about my personal life and stuff, and I felt I felt a kindred spirit with him. I vibed with him immediately, and he was the only one from my job that I got close to. And um, he asked me to check out some stuff on his YouTube, and I was really impressed. And I mean, he's very serious about filmmaking, from the angle that he has the camera to the lighting to just the little details and that's what really makes the filmmaker is paying attention to those details and being able to capture those moments. It's the perfect moment. Um, so yeah, me, him and I met as custodians at Salt Lake Community College and um, we've been, uh, we trained together a few times on some really difficult stuff like carpet cleaning and um, buff, buffering and stuff or not buffering. Um, buffing the floors. Um, I actually never finished learning how to do that, but he did, and he said it wasn't fun, <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> but um, anyway, 
yeah, after that, um, I ended up having to leave the job, unfortunately, due to personal reasons. And um, I actually tried to be rehired there because it would have been really awesome to go back to work with him and a few of the other people there. But it it didn't work out. You know, it's all good. Everything happens for a reason. But the, the good the good part is that him and I are still connected, and he actually wants to do a sequel um, sometime in the future. Awesome, and I'm glad that you're doing this because I think the film is causing a movement, and that's what I'm riding the wave of. I want to make sure that this film does um, uh, get a lot of people's attention to open their eyes about the experience of having such a difficult condition, and it's a very challenging one too because it's mentally and physically. It's actually it's a, it's a psychosomatic problem, and and I noticed that, and um, it's um, it's a constant thing, and I also know that fighting this um, this particular condition is is something that you um in, uh, individuals who have it deal with it on a daily basis okay and and it's very damaging and so i am very glad that this this movie is serving a purpose and for this to be brought to to light i think is an astounding accomplishment so i'm very happy for the both of you to bring it to uh, to bring this issue to life um, I want to know what kind of reflections did you um, did you make about this film after the experience? In other words, how did you feel about it, and um, and what did it leave you with? It left me with a direct connection to the base of my the, the foundation of my emotions and what started my eating disorder to begin with. In order to really get into the emotional parts of my character, I had to remember what it was like to be, to enter into that corridor of having an eating disorder. Basically, I was very emotionally ill from a lot of things in school in my childhood, and I wasn't prepared for public school when I started going to public school, and it was like culture shock to me. I stopped eating as a way to try to control what was going on around me, and it didn't really help that I didn't eat anything I really enjoyed eating. We, I, I, I ate a very healthy, organic lifestyle, and it got very boring, and I wanted to eat a lot of junk food. And going to school enabled me to do that because they didn't serve organic food. So I would literally wait until the next day at school to eat rather than eating a healthy meal at night. And that is what began my eating disorder. And um, going, going back to that really helped me discern when to eat and how often to eat, and how to put my appetite first. And as soon as I have an appetite, to eat instead of waiting, you know? Good point. Very much so. So we have this thing that where art imitates life in in this moment. But what I want to know is, um, what did you enjoy best about the filmmaking experience? I like that I was able to express myself in a way that I had always wanted to do before. I always, of course, wanted, I always wanted to be an actress when I was a child. I have different ambitions now that I'm older, but it was an experience that I would, that I really wanted to fulfill from a deep childhood. Um, Hello. Hey. I was wondering if you guys still say yes to Dorothy for you. Oh, yeah, we did. Thank you. Do you want the line on there, sir? I guess, please. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
I'm going to go to bed early. My stomach sucks a little bit. Okay. So, do in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Give me a cup. Wait. You see the coffee? Let me know. Okay. I, yeah, damn it. Okay, I do. Okay. Good night. Good night. Okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice live moment. <laughs> so sorry. I see I am staying at someone's house and they... <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our friend here, Jason Chilado. So you, um, you you got together with him, and you guys worked on this project. I know that he's got other films that he's that he's been working on, and uh, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do. Especially that if you're going to make a sequel to this one, yeah, this is going to be yeah. very good. I I'm actually planning on flying in. Um, I'm moving soon, and I'm actually planning on flying in so that he can have. Uh, so that we can do this sequel. <laughs> it's really important. Yes, it is. And and it's a film with a message, uh, you know, because I've seen so many films with mindless entertainment. I'm actually interested in uh, films with a direction and films with a message. That's what I would like to do and like to see, would like to see more of. And Jason is really good at telling a story. So he's good at telling a story in a, in a visionary sense. So kudos to him. I'm very happy for him and happy for you as well. All right. Thank so, you so um much. thank you so much and I appreciate that you want to see um more movies with that target important topics and not just mindless entertainment. That means a lot to me and that's kind of if I if I got into the industry that would be the one thing I wanted I wanted to do is give people a um give people an example of what and a, and a direction of what real entertainment should be and what people should be focusing on rather than, like I said, mindless entertainment, you know, educating yourself and watching a documentary on on anorexia and then going forth and doing something to advocate for anorexia recovery and um, other things that have to do with that would be absolutely fantastic and world-changing. Okay, understandable. Well, let me tell you something, girl. Have you seen my roster of films? Oh my goodness gracious! I um, I have more document. I've got more stories than O. Henry. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I have a ton of documentaries in my collection and all my streams. So just a heads up. But I I do enjoy things um, you know, uh, like a good historical film like Amadeus. That's actually one of my all-time favorite films, by the way. Uh, great story too, and it's about ninety-five percent based on fact, with a few theatrics, um, you know, lying around here and there. Great stuff. Anyway, moving on to to the questions here. Um, what made Jason pick you for the main character? Uh, he had seen me when he met me. He had seen that I was underweight, and it was actually something that we talked about personally for text um, when he told me. I told him if he ever needed me as an actress for any of his films that I would be more than happy to do that with him. And he um, said, yeah, I was actually going to write a short drama film on um, anorexia. And he's like, I know you've struggled with that personally. And he's like, would you be interested in that or would it offend you? And I'm like, absolutely not. Of course it would not offend me. It would, it would be an amazing opportunity to um, reflect on, hold on, 
your friend been making films? How long has Mr. Chilado been making films? He's been making them for a couple of years now, which is um, pretty awesome for how well he does it. You can tell that he really takes the filming seriously. And when he, um, when, when he displayed to me what he needed to make the film. I was like, oh my goodness, you go above and beyond. And he he said, yeah. He said, I take my I take the filming very seriously. And you know, he he drove an hour from his house to film with me. He takes he takes stuff he takes his his hobby very seriously, and he wants to turn it into a career. And I absolutely support that. And I see it going very far. I do. Um, it just needs the right um, audience. Not everybody is interested in anorexia. Not everybody is interested in drama. Um, it needs it needs to find, like I said, its its right audience, and it will touch somebody. It and you know whoever is meant to see it will see it. And I'm hoping to draw I'm hoping to draw people into it by my acting and the emotions that I put into it. Um, back to the question about how long has he been making films? Yeah, two years. And um, he, he he plans to be making films for many more years. Awesome. I can't wait to see that. Um, Me too. Usually when it comes down to, uh, to new directors, I call them fresh blood. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I enjoy the, the process and the discovery, especially of new filmmakers. And um, they're, they're some, sometimes my favorite people. <laughs> now, the best part about making this film and the best part of working with its director? I got to try out my acting skills and found out that it's actually something that I'm interested in doing professionally. I wasn't sure even a year ago if it's something that I could do professionally and um, I can and I'm very interested in it and it it was very liberating for me and freeing for me and it was pretty fun for me. I mean, also exhausting doing all of that but it's worth it when you see the finished product. When I saw the finished product, I was like, oh my goodness, he directed that and I acted in it. This is pretty good, you know? And it it was very uplifting for me to see something so um, life changing for me. It was it was life changing to make this film. I really thought that it would just be 
something that I did and I'd move on with my life, you know, like, oh, I just did this for fun and move on with my life. But there's more to it, especially since he wants to make a sequel. And I <laughs> I could see it being a series in, in the future um, and putting a storyline behind it. Um, I can see that happening as well. Um, awesome. And the best part about Jason is his personality. He's just, he's very easy to work with and he's very, very patient. I have a lot of trouble focusing on what I'm supposed to do. I have severe ADHD and I have um, a very, very difficult time focusing on each part of the filmmaking process. And he is very, very patient. Not every director producer, etc. is <laughs> patient. A lot of them are not nice at all. And Jason is totally an anomaly in the film industry. I can't wait to work with him again. That's awesome. Sometimes what yeah. we consider an anomaly is probably the greatest thing that walked into our lives. That's what I think. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So how can we access this film? I'm dying to well, see that. I- I have a website. I have a website called um, holysorcery.com, and um, if you go under the tab that says more, you can it, you can see um, you can see um, I forget exactly what I named the tab, but it um, it says about anorexia on it, and um, there's a link to it. He also has a YouTube channel called Jason Gelato. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So for those yeah. of you just tuning in, I am talking to Sarah Herring, the star of A Perfect Figure. And you can access it on our website at holysorcery.com. And there is it um, in, in the About Anorexia section. There's going to be a tab there that you can um, click the link and you can access the film and watch it. Um, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs during my show here. Yes, to Mr. Jason Chalado, who's listening in. Uh, also to my friend Delia Vasquez. Thank you so much for the for the lovely conversation that we had earlier this afternoon. And I'm glad that you and your daughter are tuning in to the show. Um, um, among some other things, also to a very special friend of mine out in Pakistan, Mr. Shah Shahib. He is also a truly amazing individual who um, I would like to introduce um, to, to a number of my friends here on GPR. Uh, he has um, he has a, a little business that he runs, and he's uh, he also runs a, uh, does, a, does a little thing called healing. Really, an amazing human being. I cannot wait to uh, bring him in, uh, bring him into my circle of my GPR family. He's such an amazing, amazing person. So there's more to come from Mr. Shashahib. He has got some great things uh, happening in his life as well. And, of course, um, to some of my friends that are that, that are prov- um, that have provided the link and shared my posts, of course, to my friend um, Adriana Liconi. Um, out at, she lives uh, currently in Chicago, or in uh, Illinois, I should say. Uh, but she has been sharing my link and, and sharing my show uh, to various different places uh, around the world, so I'm very grateful for that. So as we go along here, it's like we have a couple questions left I want to get to, but I had to take a moment to give a couple of shout-outs to some people because they really deserve it for you know putting my show out there and also for you know providing a space um, I hold them, they hold space for me, and so I have, I'm very grateful for that. And of course, um, 
to my uh, to my lovely little friend, Miss Taylor Devereaux, who I would love to have on my program. She's an extraordinary social media influencer, and she's very, very talented. She has a tremendous talent with a very big heart, and she enjoys what she does. So if you um, if you have a chance, uh, please check her out on Instagram and of course on Facebook. She has lots of wonderful little tidbits to share with the with the world around uh, around the world that's around her and the rest of the world. Amazing stuff. Anyway. I- I happen to know Taylor personally, and absolutely, I agree with that shout out. She is an amazing, she's an amazing soul. Mhm, an amazing talent too. <laughs> Have you heard that yeah. girl sing? <laughs> She's a girl. She's got pipes. I'm like, you know, you know, um, we 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 hear singers. We listen to singers here and there, but this one, oh my goodness, wow. Yes. 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 Yes, she does got them. Okay, so the last question is, um, what did you learn about making this film, um, about not only yourself, but also about the film industry? I learned what it takes to make a film. (laughs) Like I said, it's exhausting, but it's so worth it once you see the finished project. Um, I learned I learned about myself that yes, I would love to pursue acting as a professional career um, in whatever avenues that decides to take me down. Um, I I discovered the root of a lot of my um, emotional issues which led me to anorexia. Um, I learned that it's not just about. Um, how do I say this? I learned it's not just about acting or it's not just about being the star of the show. There's something that you, when you're given a main role like that, there's something that you need to speak to the world through that role with. And it's, it's about communicating with people on an unconscious level because people people copy what they see and if they mm-hmm. see something extraordinary like that they're more likely to make life changing choices and i want to bring that out and i learned i learned that about myself that i'm i also learned about myself that i'm here for a greater purpose and i survived anorexia for a greater purpose. Um, you mentioned Karen Carpenter um, earlier in the show. Carpenter, yes. Karen Carpenter, as I've often been compared to her before. Um, uh, in the in the it, at the peak of my anorexia, my mom once came up to me and started crying to me, literally crying and telling me, I don't want you to end up like Karen Carpenter. And she said, every time I think about you, that's who I think about. And that was such a powerful statement. And she's like, I don't want you to end up like her. And I I realized I don't want my life to end at a young age. And I, I, I realized I have so much to live for through this film. And that's more than me or Jason ever thought would happen. We just thought that we would do something for fun. And we thought that 
it would just be, you know, something convenient for someone to scroll through Facebook and click on and, you know, oh, okay, well, this is pretty interesting and maybe share the word. But we there's there's something deeper going on here with this and the sequel that we want to do. So, um, yes, back to that question um, about what did I learn about making this film and about the part in myself and the film industry. I I want to take the character, her name is Julia, I want to take her to the next level. And honestly, it would be really cool if she became a Lizzie McGuire or something like that, you know? And I would love to do something like that. Um, and, um, yeah, I hope that answers the question entirely. I'm... Um, I'm thrilled that I was able to perform. It was, it, yes, it changed me and I'm grateful for it. Wonderful. And last but not least, I'm hoping that this film does, um, get access to, uh, to enter festivals. Okay. Cause festival season yeah. is going to come during the summertime and I can't wait to see that. Oh, I can't either. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, it, it, and it should be, rightfully so. It, it is quite an accomplishment. Yes. So, yes, absolutely. So those of you that, are t- that have tuned into the show, please uh, welcome Ms. Heron Herring into your social media platforms. Uh, you can find her on Instagram as well as Facebook, as, and you can find her on TikTok and, uh, and probably YouTube. Okay? So um, be sure to check out her website, holysorcery.com, to look for the film. Uh, it's, co- it's called The Perfect Figure. Make sure you do that. And, uh, and feel free to access it. At any, at any time uh, during or after the show. Okay, the show is going to be archived within a few, uh, within a few moments. This is the Gypsy Poet signing signing off, saying adieu for now. But before I do, I just want to say a great big huge thank you to everyone that I mentioned on my show, and of course to the lovely and wonderful Miss Sarah Herring. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for having me. At any given time. All right, guys, I am signing off, saying adieu for now, and have a wonderful week ahead. Adieu.